Welcome to Design Your Life, the podcast where we explore applying design principles to everyday life. I'm your host and founder of Frost Collective, Vince Frost. You know, usually when people tell me no or say that you can't do things, it's, it means that they can't do things, and I, and I can't listen to that. My guest today is James Victoria, renowned author, graphic designer, and educator who's from Texas. James' design work has been featured in many art museums. His books are globally renowned, and he travels the world conducting workshops. James talks about his purpose in life, shifting from a designer to a teacher. Welcome to Design Your Life, James. Your design career has led you to, to be a teacher in personal growth. And what was your major turning point to create this change? Yeah, you know, the personal growth thing is weird. I don't, I don't really like that. What do you want to, what do you want to call it? Uh, you know, it's just because that has, that has me in pink robes, kind of. I'm a blue-collar guy, you know? I'm like, it's pretty straight Joe stuff. It's pretty common sense stuff. Um, and what the thing that drove me to this is, you know, when my first book came out, the, um, the big coffee table, Who Died and Made You Boss, came out, um, I was on stage in everywhere from Anchorage, Alaska to Cape Town, South Africa, and I was, you know, supposed to be talking about the book and talk, talking about 20 years of a career, and I realized in my presentation and in the talk, I wasn't showing any of my work, but I was talking about these ideas that drive my work or the ideas that, 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 you know, get me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And, um, I started paying attention to that. And then I realized that I've had, I've been super lucky. I've worked my ass off, but I've been super lucky and have had and am having a very nice career. And I know that this business is not one naturally creative and two, uh, always financially re rewarding. So I want to help other people enjoy the business and enjoy their, their, their life and their work. So James, a few, few of my guys went to uh, your talk and they, were, they said that they really enjoyed it when, they all, when you made them all sing Purple Rain. Where, did that, where does that come from? That's so cool. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I present it as I get everybody to stand up and stretch a little bit and, uh, and uh, I say, listen, we're going to have a test. And I do this whenever I have a group of people, even, you know, I did it with 4,000 people in, in Barcelona at the Off Festival. Wow. And I present it as a test and I say, listen, this is a test not only of your creativity, but of your ego um, or lack of ego um, and of just your ability to play, right? So I get him to stand up. I say, listen, just follow me. And jump in when you know what I'm doing. And I say, start moving your hands like this. <clears throat> so everybody stands up like this. And I just go, I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. I only one time want to see you laughing. I only want to see you laughing in the purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. Everybody starts singing. It goes, purple rain, purple rain. And they just like, ah, they're all laughing and hopefully having fun. And then there's always one motherfucker in the corner going. That was me just now, wasn't it? <laughs> you didn't join in. I was intimidated. <laughs> Where was I? You know, people get stuck in life. Yeah. And I think it's really important uh, as, you know, that we can help people to be the best they can be by finding new ways of thinking and exploring new ways. Um, to kind of trying to stimulate some, uh, some passion within them. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that what, is that what you're... Is that what you're about? I had a gal. I was in uh, here in Sydney, and I was um, um, at a designer event and the bar after, and some gal was talking to me, and she said, I wish I 
blah, 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 blah. I wish I had this information. I wish I could be, I wish I, whatever she was saying. And I had to like look at her in the eye and say, you have it. Mm. There's no special sauce. There's nothing you got to go out and learn. Mm -hmm. You have it. You have to learn to trust it. You have to learn to listen to it. You yeah. have to learn to practice it. You know, when people come to work, you know, they want to do some high-end, you know, expensive coaching with me, and they say, so, you know, what exactly do you do in this, uh, in this, you know, in this coaching situation? I said, oh, no, 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 no. I don't do anything. <laughs> you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. That's it. There's no way around it. So, you know, it's pretty, you know, there's nothing you got to learn, uh, you know, um, I've been so, so super conscious these days of that, you know, there are therapists who get paid extremely well to do this for a living. And I'm like, I'm not a therapist. I haven't studied this thing. Am mm -hmm. I, you know, do I start having self-doubt and questioning my ability to do this? But you know what? There are a, a whole lot of people on this planet that I've helped, you know, and, and they are in contact with me all the time and showing me how they are just building their businesses or uh, just uh, able to enjoy their careers more. Oh, that's just brilliant. It's crazy. My, it's it feels crazy. great, doesn't it? It does. And every once in a while I have to like, you know, stop myself and go, hey, this is cool, James. Like, enjoy it. Yeah. You know, because it's, you know, basically all of these things are hard for me to do. I mean, if I, if I, you know, I'm, I, my body wakes me up very early in the morning. So I'm, I mean, you know, I'm up early and I have to get out of bed because if I don't get out of bed, there's a dragon and he comes and he starts breathing in my ear and he says, failure, failure, financial doom, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I got things to do. Let's go. Let's go. You know? So I've got, you know, my own little peccadillos, my, my own fears, yep. you know? And the fear doesn't go away, but I figured out how to temporarily beat them. You know, when I was, when I had turned 40, I had this, this, this terrible thing in my life. Uh, I was just at a point in a relationship and I was at a point in my career and I was at a, you know, just nothing yep. was working. And, um, I said, my, you know, my life, my life was like the Exxon Valdez, you know, it just busted open and it spilled and just spread shit over everybody around me, you know? Did you have a meltdown or Yeah, no, I had, you know, I just had this thing that ended up in a, you know, in a crazy ass divorce and mm. um being creatively and professionally lost and that kind of was the impetus to get to where i am now you know it was just like okay let's let's figure this out so do you think that's what makes a difference in people like you just in terms of keep trying keep bouncing back you know things go wrong but don't give up and like, yeah persevere? and just accept that that's the process accept that failure is kind of you know part of the game that's that's just life that's how it works the title of your new book, Feck Perfection. Yeah, it just came up. You know, it came up in the studio once. Uh, um, and it was actually my old assistant, Chris Thompson, who said it. And it was, I was just like, "Oh shit, that's funny. Let's write that down." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has become a. It's become a teaching point because I think I think one of the things that, you know, the gal who who says, boy, I just wish I, right? That gal, um, the reason she won't do anything or she hasn't done anything is because she can't do it perfectly. Yeah. And I think Perfection's that's, that, intimidating. it's huge. It's yeah. huge. Everybody thinks there's, everybody thinks there's a proper way to do it. And yeah. you know, there ain't no rules. Or there's the ultimate idea, ultimate solution, ultimate direction. Yeah. And you're trying to find that, which is incredibly intimidating. Oh God, no, no. You, cause, because you know, it's an ideal, so you'll never achieve it. It's funny. We, I talked to uh, Jody Lowinger. She's a, a, a psychologist. Um, she's been working in my head. Uh, I did a podcast with her too. When she said anxiety is normal, 
mm-hmm. and fear is normal. Yeah. And that's, I think, wow, is yeah. it? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I feel better about things now. Well, you know, it's funny because I have a, sh- a shrink in New York, um, um, crazy, crazy, amazing lady. She writes books on, you know, on on, on her subject. On um, her clients. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tell all. <laughs> yeah, tell all books. Um, but uh, I saw her, you know, when I had that, when I had that, I saw her early on in my career and then I saw her again when I was in, didn't, had, had that blow up at, at, at you know, at 40. And um, she, the first time I ever met her, she, I you know, I went through the litany of, you know, the reasons why I was there and they were basically, you know, relationship based. And she's at the end of the session, she said, you know, she said, so, you know, how do you feel James? And I said, well, I came in here thinking I was cock of the walk and now I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fucked up. And she said, well, you're mildly fucked up. Welcome to the human race. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. We have to understand that we, you know, we're all flawed and it's all beautiful. And if you can accept that, Yep. You know, you know, like I said, the the my fear of being uh, 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 of putting out videos is because I didn't want to look bad. You know, I didn't want to look bad on camera, and I'm like, you know what? This is what you get. This is what you get. And through my through some level of courage or conviction, people don't care. <laughs> people don't care as long as I don't bitch about it on air. As long as I don't constantly bring it up like you're, you know, like uh, um, uh, self-deprecating humor, you know, because I don't, I don't talk about that. Yeah. Um, people don't care. People follow conviction. Yeah, and I, yeah. and I, you know, I love what I do and I believe in it. So. Yeah. And you're very articulate and funny along with that. Well, which that's helps. The, the teaspoon of sugar, right? The, the fame and uh, the attention that you got started to attract more commercial work. And I think yeah. that you said that the you felt that it was compromising your creativity. Totally. That, that's a really interesting. You know, thing. it's like I started I started working for money and not passion. I started working for I was I had a purpose. When I was when I was when I was in my late twenties and early thirties, I had a purpose and I was making these posters. And I had by the you know, by the time I was my early thirties, I had you know my first my first solo exhibition was in Japan. Okay. You know, yeah. I was traveling the world and and you know winning awards. You know, not that awards are important, but you know, notific- being known to the other important who I felt were important or, or quality designers around the world. And then I met a girl, started buying things. I need money. I should be, and I and I I thought, oh, I need to be much more of a cor- commercial designer, and it. And I did good commercial work. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, for commercial graphic design, it's very good. But it wasn't my purpose. Mm. And I left it. And it took me a long time to get back to finding, you know, my purpose. And if I had held on to my purpose, I would probably make more money and be more successful than I, than I was as a commercial designer if I had held on to it and done it correctly. And that's what I try to let people understand. I say, listen, baby, you are weird. You are weird and you got to figure out how to get paid for it because it's, it's, it's your superpower, mm. you know? Don't, so, don't shove it in a drawer so you, can get, so you can take a job. That must have been a really tough time, though, going from, you know, starting to do commercial work and realizing your heart wasn't in it. Well, and, I didn't realize it to until go. too late. <laughs> That's what happens. You're like, you're like, oh, this is okay. I'm busy. Yeah. And then what? You just, you just felt it was uncomfortable? Yeah, it's just, it just, um, um, part of it was I had moved um, um, out, of the, out of New York City. So, of course, commercial businesses, thank you, or, you know, you're retired or yeah. too expensive or not interested or whatever. So, so that started, you know, and I had like a, a client that was always good for basically 100K a year that kind of walked away. And, that, and I'd worked with them for 12 years, mm-hmm. right? And they kind of said, oh, we're going to go 
not basically not pay anybody. And, uh, so that was that happened, and then you know just things started falling off, and rightfully so. I probably in my head I was probably sending out this you know to the universe that like I'm not happy, <laughs> you know. So how did you start get? How did you get back to where you were? Prior. <clears throat> it took a long time, Vince. It took long, you know. It took it? it took it took it took seven years before I finally felt like I had something going on. And all in toll, it's it's been sixteen years. All in toll, and and I really only feel like I'm on solid footing. Well, mostly because of you know my wife. Most mostly because of Laura, my wife. But um, it's really just been the last like four or five years that I felt like okay. Let's make this work. Mm-hmm. Let's do. Let's 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 put in the effort and and um, see if we can if we can swing this. If we can if we can keep my name in the funny papers by doing great work and help people in the process and figure out all the work that you did previously. The posters like you know use a condom and you know that's such famous iconic posters. Um, was that just something you just did, or was it we? Was it a commercial project? Or? Most of them, you know, uh, a, a few of them I just did. Some of them were, you know, self-authored, like Racism and the Dead Indian. And yeah. uh, but use a condom was a was a was a was a commercial gig from a uh, a Japanese client. And um, um, most of the poster work I think is not uh, not commercial. Um, they're not self-authored, but um, they're done for not-for-profits, or they're done they're done because I have to, not because I getting paid to do them they've been they're done because it's an opportunity to make um comment which i think that's you know that as as a graphic designer to understand that the opportunity that we have because we have the tools and we mm-hmm. have the know-how um the opportunity we have to make comment yeah on the, voice, on on, on, on social cultural political issues or on the human condition or something is uh, that's pretty amazing and i take it very seriously you know in the states people say how come more people aren't making like political posters I'm, and i said and i my answer is like i'm glad they're not because it's really hard mm-hmm. it's hard to make an intelligent thoughtful meaningful impactful memorable I- image um rather than just lash out and say something dumb and you know and and you know make your effort look dumb in the process you know so um it's it's you know it's i always say that graphic design is is often more of an intellectual process than a than a visual process and do you see it as graphic design uh you know somebody asked label, it, i right? know i know exactly somebody asked a bunch of years ago i was just answering this question yesterday somebody asked a bunch of years ago you know at a talk they said oh you're dead indian you know it's because you paid for that yourself and got it put up you know with your own money so that's like more art than graphic design right and i said oh you're one of those people who cares about that i don't care about that i don't care about it. i don't i don't concern myself i don't i don't call it anything i just keep going and is, is trump keeping you busy um, you know, I'm trying to figure out, uh, he keeps everybody busy, doesn't he, motherfucker? Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm trying to figure out when to go in intelligently and where, because, you know, he's a, he's a, he's, he's not, he's not a car accident. He's like 50 car accidents, right? So I don't even know, no, people don't know where to jump in. I mean, no. that's his fucking political strategy. Not that I want to go there, but, um, yeah, I have a, I have an image that I'm trying to make right now The um, that I don't know if I'm, I think I might call up a friend who can do a better job and say, hey, make this. It could be groovy, but just a big, you know, I, I like silhouettes. So it's just a big silhouette and he's just full of babies. Mm. <laughs> you got to do it. You know, he's You've been holding full, back on full, him? full of children. You've been holding back on him? Then, no, I really haven't. I really don't want to. No, dude, like I'm in rural Texas 
when he had 100 days, at his 100 day, there's this huge billboard off the roadside in Georgetown, Texas, and I went that night before. I had it all planned out. I went out the night before, and I put up a big, huge stencil on that billboard, and just big, huge black and white, and it said, Trump lies more than golfs. Wow. And a big, huge thing. And it, and, uh, this is like three posters. Yeah, yeah. And, Did uh, it come straight down? Or? Yeah, it lasted like two days. It was gone. Fantastic. At least gone. two, over two days. Yeah, yeah. You got photographs of that? Yeah. Okay, we're going to put that on social. <laughs> um, how do you how do you find the balance between your studio work and your and your commercial work and your your teaching, workshops, etc.? You know, I don't, I don't have balance. I don't believe in balance. You know, I mean, what balance to me sounds like. Um, um, when I balance in my life, it means it means I've got six balls that I'm juggling constantly, and then when I go to bed, I put them on the nightstand, and then when I wake up in the morning, I pick them all up and I start again. It means yeah. it's a constant, it's a constant effort to keep balance, you know. And I'm I try not to fall in love with my, you know, I make a I make a um, a list the night before I go to bed, you know. Like my my mom always said, um, 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 a good day starts the night before, right? So I make a list, and then that's good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good because you get up and you're like, okay, these are the things I got to get done today, and you got to cross them off. You can't put them on tomorrow's list, yeah. right? But you know, life happens. Someone gets sick, or someone yeah, yeah. this happens, or you can't do. You don't have enough time for it. And you, you know, the balance means don't fall in love with the list because you know you got to accept that life is gonna change a little bit, and you got to be fluid with that. You know, yeah. flow is a word that people like. You know, but um, you know, you got to make sure that um, you know when you. When you, when you when it, when the unbalance comes, that it doesn't mess you up completely. And do you think that you're are you kind of following your life as if you know what what you know if someone asks you to do a talk somewhere like in Australia or wherever or a project somewhere? Are you kind of following what's coming your way, or are you deliberately trying to steer your life in a certain direction? I am trying to. Yeah, I think I'd probably more. I'd probably say more of a steering in the right direction. Um, um, I. Because I don't know how to cater, I don't know how to appease or you know make other people happy. You know, um, I have to make myself happy first, and I think if I do a good job of that, that makes people happy. They want to see somebody on fire. They want to see somebody excitable and exciting. Um, so yeah, I don't think I. Um, you know, I pick and choose, and I. I don't say yes to everything, and I um, try to be smart about my career and smart about you know when I travel. Um, you know, but I'm a designer and I want to see things happen my way. Um, what do you do? For, what do you do for yourself in terms of keeping yourself kind of well? Um, I have a great doctor in New York who, who you know, who, who guides me and literally saved my life. Um, um, and uh, so he's been a huge part of my, you know, my my well being, um, and knowing what I have, to, what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat and all that kind of stuff. So, but other than that, I've been a since I was um, 11. I've been a long distance runner. And I've run most of my life. The last three years we've been in Texas, and it's not nice to run where we are. I mean, you can run on the property, and you're running out in the woods and stuff. But, um, but uh, um, to go further means you're running through kind of suburbia, and it's not pleasant. I don't like that. When I was in Brooklyn, I had you know super runs over the Williamsburg Bridge or the you know the Manhattan Bridge or something. So what I've done is I've started. Um, I have a um, I have a boxing coach now. I have a um, um, a, a, a coach who is, is you know pretty head on, and it's pretty in, it's super intense. And I my body likes 
intense exercise. So I actually even brought my jump rope here wow. with me so I can keep up because if you fall, you know, fall behind in, in yeah, jumping yeah. rope, you're, you're screwed because, you know, you get in, you get into the, the, to the, you know, to the gym and he's like, okay, James, you know, two rounds, two rounds of jumping, which means six minutes of jumping rope. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just like murder. It's like, oh, I have a, like, I'm literally, I'm literally doing like the first three minutes. I'm getting close to the end of the first three minutes. I'm like, I'm going to have a heart attack right here. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. You know, you're like barking and <laughs> you know, yeah. jump, jump, jump. So, so that's what I do. I, I, I like that. And, uh, and I try to, you know, I try to live healthy besides, you know, I'm not supposed to have beer, but I have beer anyway. It's my only kind of dietary cheat. So, you know, and I've got a beautiful wife and, and young kids, so I've got to stick around. Yeah. Like a lot of creatives, you're always questioning, right? You're always oh, questioning yeah. everything. No, self, Do, yeah, it ever, self you ever get to the point where, yeah, to get to the point where it's like really dark times? Sure. I mean, I, I get that often, occasionally. Often, yeah, of course I do. And how do you get out of it? Well, what, what's, what starts it, if you don't mind me talking uh, about You know, that? what starts it is, you know, I often, uh, I, critics in my head, you know? Um, like, so, you know, Effect Perfection, my book. So, for example, I live in fear of when that comes out from the, the, the criticism from the design community because it's not a design book. I didn't make it for them. Yeah. But they think of me as their people and they're like, wait, 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 why is this not stunningly beautiful and every detail paid attention to? And I'm like, nah, not that kind of book. So, I, like, that, those thoughts will come in. Or if I'm sitting in the studio and I, have to, and I need to make some typography or, or I just want to make a fun piece to, that somebody would want to buy. A fun, goofy drawing, and it you know, and it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, you kind of really start to question, you know, like, oh my God, I put myself in Texas, da, 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 and the, you know, and the bank is dwindling, and how do yeah, I yeah. do this? And um, and the best thing I can do is walk away. The best thing I can do is understand that you know, I that it's just not working right now, and I gotta go, and I gotta go, I gotta go ride, or I gotta go uh, to the gym, or I gotta go to the bar. Yeah. Go do something. So get away from get the away. Problem. Yeah, walk away. Walk away because I know you know, creatively and through experience, I know that I quite frankly only need a couple of hours when it's going when the when the when the mojo's on right, yeah. and then I'm just like bong 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 tink bong tish. Oh, I'm pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it feels great. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I you know I, I I I love what I do, and I have to figure out how to keep. Loving what I do. Talk us through the concept you teach around, in the particular lies, the universal. Um, yeah, there's, that's one of the three big ideas that are in the book. And it's one of the three ideas that I talk about constantly when I'm, when I, when I'm working with people who want you know, change or transformation in their life. So the, the first idea is that um, the things that made you weird as a kid make you great today. So you, you need to pay attention to that. Like you and I, when we were kids, we were wildly creative we played and we drew on things and we had wordplay and we did and we've been very lucky to pay attention to that and have it in our lives so you talk to any any successful athlete or musician or 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 actor or chef and you and you you talk about the origin story they're going to st- they're going to start like this when i was a kid i and that's why they're who they are mm-hmm. right so that's the first idea the next one is when you understand that the next idea is that in the particular lies the universal. It means the more honest and the more authentic you can be to that thing, the more meaning it will have to other people. Like as a designer, I need to, I need to be me. I need to be authentic and I have to put myself in my work. I have to put my loves and my fears into my work. 
and then it will have meaning for others. You know, commercially, what we try to do is the opposite. We try to take, you know, um, make the idea as as um, digestible as possible. And what happens is you actually start um, to um, um, have no opinion, have no voice in the work, because then it just looks like everything else. I mean, it's rampant everywhere. You know, mm. everybody wants to look like everything else, right? Um, what, what a lot of graphic designers do is make the obvious more obviouser. You know, because they don't include themselves in it. So, in the particular lies the universal means means um, the more James Victoria I can be, the more people will enjoy that. The more people, it, it, the more people will, it will affect and turn on. So, yeah, the first idea is the is the, the things that made you weird as a kid make you great today. The second idea is in the particular lies the universal. Understanding that your voice matters, your opinion matters, the things that you love and the things that you fear they matter. And the last thing is. Put it in your work. Put it in your work. You've got a voice. You have an opinion. Put it in your work because that's what people want to see. You know, it's, the, it's being weird. If you're weird, then be weird. Once you Beca come to terms with it. Because what happens is, is if you're really honest and authentic and you put it out into the world, what happens is you are going to meet people and they're going to say, oh, you're weird too? I thought I was the only one. Mm -hmm. And that's how you find friends. That's how you find make relationships, and that's how you find an audience and clients, by being yourself, yeah. by being authentic and true to yourself, not by catering, not by changing into every. You know, most people change; they feel like they have to be something in a different in every different relationship, and that's super uncomfortable. No, you got to be yourself. Yeah. Or yeah. don't don't be in the relationship. Yeah, but feck perfection is about the uh, you know I think what stops people from starting a relationship or starting uh, a work or starting a new level of their career is because they're not they they don't think they're ready they're not perfect mm -hmm. they're not you know when I lose a few pounds then I'll blah 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 when I pay off my car then mm -hmm. watch me right yeah. so I think and it also it also stops you know the fear of perfection stops us from finishing projects. You know, like some, it's like a student working on their portfolio forever and not looking for work. Is that book printed yet? It is, uh, it's, uh, I'm seeing the- you're, um, still, you're still adjusting it, right? Is that what's going on? No, no, yeah, yeah. So is that what it is? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the last question I always ask is, is whether you've designed your life or not. What do you, what do you think? Uh, yes, completely, completely. Uh, and, and consciously from the get-go because I- I like what I do. I want proximity to it. So I've always had a live-work situation. I've always lived and worked in the same place. I mean, it's not like I'm working on the kitchen counter, but I've always had another building or a you know another spot to go to. to um, and uh, because I wanted to have children and I wanted to be involved in their life, I didn't want that. I didn't want that to be a a choice that I had to make. Mm -hmm. You know what parts of their lives to you know to miss. Uh, so yes, I've constantly designed my life, and I you know and I and I. I like to say that um, you know my work has a purpose, and I even deal with my clients in such a way that um, I I design it in such a way you know that relationship meaning meaning you know they know that um, they can't walk all over me and can't they can't ask for if they ask for things that are you know outside of the 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 the, the stretch that I'll just say no. Do you sketch your life? Do you draw like? Do you draw on a big piece of paper? You, you know your life line. No, but or... I visualize it. I you know I try to see in my head what mm. what you know like what the future is. I try to see the future, and I want to you know try to hold on to that. And that's a super powerful ability that we all have. A lot of people don't use that. Correct. Uh, as an actually 
you know, you're, you're thinking about things all the time. You can visualize the future. You can visualize, you know, the dream, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And you can, I think that a lot of people just make the disconnection of you can actually create that. Yeah. There's actually something in your head yeah. that's projecting this, that's showing you some path or some idea. And and that's super rich, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, you know, and, and I think to a certain degree, it's it's seeing and understanding what you can have if you get out of your own way. But that dragon, which is in a lot of us, yeah. saying, oh, don't be crazy, that's a stupid idea. That's right. That's, that's someone else can do that. You're not good enough to do that. Or, yeah. You know, you should be in this certain type of role or situation. Yeah. How or, do you get out of that? Practice, you know, practice and doing the work and, you know, believing in it is hard. You know, and I tell whenever I do workshops, and not when I'm not when I'm on stage, but whenever I do workshops, <clears throat> um, I don't say it in the beginning, but I say it at some point, and I say, "Listen, if I don't believe in this, it doesn't work. If I don't believe in this process, it doesn't work. It'll just fall apart because because you won't believe in it. So mm -hmm. I, ha you know, I have to believe that my visions are are real and doable." Um, and that, uh, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm worthy of these things, you know, like, like, you know, most people say, you know, $500,000 a year. No, I, you know, that's, I mean, you know, that's nice, but you know, not me. You're like, you're like people actually say that they don't say yes. Yeah. Make it I, a million. I, I could do it. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. just make it a flat million. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I could have that. Anything is possible. I certainly believe anything is possible. I see it out there all the time. Uh, yeah. There's a, you know, there's a, I mean, we, you know, basically Laura should be sitting in this chair having this conversation now because this is her territory. But, um, you know, uh, the universe is wealthy and wants to give you stuff. There's abundance. But, 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 you know, abundance. But we don't, you know, we poo-poo it or we don't believe it or we, you know, feel that we're not worthy. So it goes, oh, okay, our next guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's how it works. I remember like for a long, long time I would have ideas and then I'd ask about 20 different people. Oh, shit. And yeah. they'd all kind of talk me out of it. Yeah, because they, they'd going, put their fears on you. Yeah, what was I thinking? That yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm thinking, having these crazy ideas that nobody thinks good. Yeah. <laughs> and I stopped doing that. And actually, I love the reaction when I say I'm doing something. People still come along and try to, like, shake the cage and say, oh, yeah. no, try to disrupt it from yeah. happening. Well, but actually, change is scary for a lot of people. Well, the, I the, find change exciting and exhilarating, you know. There's a chapter in the book, it's called uh, The Secret of the Universe. And the secret of the universe is that nobody knows jack shit. The secret of the universe is everybody's just making it up. You know, so why not make up something pretty fantastic for yourself? Um, you know, yet we go asking other people's opinions, you know, quite frankly, full well knowing that they don't know. And all they're going to do is, is, is project their fears onto you. So yeah. you can have it. And yes, have I designed my life... Um, uh, yes, and it just keeps working. Cool. Because I believe in it. Cool, cool. Well, I want to thank you, James. It's been an incredible pleasure to sit with you in this wonderful uh, recording studio. It's been Sydney. great. It's been a treat. Thanks, Vince. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. If you want to find out more about Designing Your Life, head over to our website at designyourlife.com.au or on our social media at Frost Collective. <laughs>